Thank you for joining us on this week's Image Comics Reviews. Every single week, Image provides us with early access to their books so that we can provide you with reviews of those books day and date. Uh, the review crew this week is going to be myself. Uh, joining me is Marco. What's up? And Phil. I am back, baby! Let's go! Oh, it feels Welcome. good to be back in the saddle. Uh, and what a week you chose. Today we are talking about Geiger, number Geiger. six, and uh, Spawn, 321. All right. Something I uh, know a lot about and something I don't know anything about. <laughs> uh, and something that Pete knows nothing about. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so if you guys want to support the show before we get into these reviews, leave us a follow rating and a review wherever you listen. Uh, and then if that happens to be YouTube, like, comment, and subscribe. Uh, share the video with your friends. All that stuff is free to do, and it helps us out a lot more than it costs you. Uh, if you leave comments on these reviews, know that we always respond to those comments on our main show, The Comic Spouse, which drops every single Monday. We're talking about the characters you love and all the places you can find them, and the news, and we do some pretty cool interviews as well. Uh, this week we talked about the Spider-Man No Way Home trailer, so if you want our thoughts on that, head on over and listen to that show. Uh, and of course, if you want our thoughts about Marvel and DC books and Dark Horse books and whatever else, that's every single Thursday we put those uh, our reviews out for those books. Without any further ado, let's talk about Geiger number six. This is the Jeff Johns, Gary Frank, and Brad Anderson book that... Um, Started off really hot and then kind of cooled off. Uh, this is the last issue of this arc. Uh, so this arc will end here and then there's going to be like a big 80-page uh, one-shot that they're doing. Um, and uh, that's gonna that seems like it's going to be pretty cool. But what did you guys think about the finale to this first arc of Geiger? You know, it didn't really feel like a finale in a lot of ways. Like, yeah, Geiger separates from the kids, but in a, in, a, in a bigger sense, it feels like there's a looming threat coming. You know? Yeah. Uh, that was like how this issue started, kind of foretelling all these major figures of major American wars from the last four, well, uh, yeah, like 400 years or whatever. Um, as for, I don't know, I like the issue a lot, but the way we're describing it as the arc end, it, I don't know if it delivers as a good finale to an arc. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yeah, I, I very much agree with that. I think it kind of like fizzled out. It it was had this pace going. It had this whole like story, but I think the I think we didn't spend a lot of time in the city here to or like in um was it NORAD to like really uh, care about the situation um it feels like each issue we've just kind of been going along um the next step and that's been fine but i thought this would be a place where we would you know settle down for a second the end of the arc would be oh what is going on in norad and how is this going to relate and be then endanger the kids or to whatever degree um but we just kind of blow past it and i think that that threw me off a bit because I, I really wanted to settle down a bit more what do you mean um, i feel like they it's been settled down though well, because in the in the last issue they arrive, right? They arrive, they find out that um 
the the one kid has uh leukemia and yeah that's a, that like but that's a, like all we really get from that and that just is enough to enrage Tariq and want him to protect the kids mm-hmm. uh i was hoping we'd get more of the city and how we get to see the world explored because john's has laid down a lot here for us to touch upon mm-hmm. but i don't feel like we've like really stewed in anything in particular we were just like oh these are cool concepts these are cool ideas but um we didn't we, we don't get to explore them and so when we just blow past it and go into the next the next estate and he's gonna uh leave the kids there and blow some shit up it was it was it felt like like last lackluster to me i feel like that's the point of the geiger character though he's a it's the way the issue ends to make kind of a point that he's like a Paul Bunyan folk legend type character that's going to drift from town to town or whatever. Um, I don't think we're meant to linger too long on, like, I feel like that's going to be the point. Like he's probably going to meet other characters in this next arc that are going to, you know, he's got to protect or something that you're going to find some way to like play off him and like make, make the dynamic interesting so that the pages bounce because that's like the john specialty is giving like good dialogue to make the issue feel brisk and that's something i will say about all six of these issues is that at the very least the interactions play well so that it's at least it's a it's a page turner at the very least but um yeah i don't think we're meant i, th- I think the whole point of his world building here is to make it kind of just like a pit stop hmm. I really, really, really enjoyed this issue uh, and the prior one. I think this this series ended so strong. Uh, um, the the story I, I felt like it really came together. I, I thought this was a very effective uh, like season one ending for hmm. this comic. Um, you know, it does resolve what the main agenda of the first six issues was which was to protect the children to make them safe that was geiger's want um and he achieved it it happened so to me that's a closed loop as far as a series that's going to continue goes yeah obviously there are still more things to deal with you know i think i don't think we've seen the last of the city by any means i'm not even sure we've seen the last of those kids i just think that that part of geiger's story is over um and you know he killed the king which i thought was super cool i like that that was not a threat to him that geiger just exploded himself and they all died um i i really i really love that um and then i love how his death creates a vacuum Mm -hmm. that's now being filled in vegas i think that's a pretty cool um pivot because i i didn't care for the king after a while i want something else so I like where this is going. Yeah, he um, he's like a Lord Farquaad from the Shrek series, kind of. Like yeah. he's not really a threat. Exactly. Um, loved the fight with Junkyard Joe a lot. Oh my god, that, <laughs> that was, was cool. Good. That was excellent stuff. I like had audible reactions to what was going on. That was an amazing. That's one of the better fights in comics I've seen in a while. Yeah, and obviously, obviously, full credit to Gary Frank for the way he choreographed it and paneled it. It, uh, it was really, really exciting. It was exciting. It was uh, it was evocative. Um, you know, just looking at some of those pages, uh, 
the way that he like melts Joe's the helmet. Yeah, that was crazy. Yeah. And the line of dialogue uh that uh, one of the one of the kids has um he's melt his helmet's melting but he isn't. Yeah. Yeah. That was cool. Or like when Geiger says something effective like oh we're basically brothers, right? <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> This was yeah. this was a good a good page where I'm, I'm holding it up, but there's just like a scene where oh, it might be too bright, where he's just flying in Geiger yeah. and he's gonna come in and just like crush the 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 machine here. Yeah, lots of fun. Yeah, yeah. This is Jeff Johns at his best, like it, what he does. Like this is a page turning, exciting comic that doesn't stop and 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 dwell too much, um, and it never. At no point, I feel like in these six issues, did it ever get bogged down by too much exposition or dialogue or, yeah. or word balloons or anything. It, he he's structured these six issues very effectively, I think. To to that pacing piece, I didn't realize this was an oversized issue until I hit the end. Oh, like, I didn't know it was at all. I yeah. just read it and I felt yeah. It's it feels super brisk. Yeah, for sure. Like well, well paced. Yeah. Um. This issue introduces an entirely new concept, uh, which is basically that Geiger is one of several characters who make up something called the unnamed. Yeah, uh, it doesn't appear to be a group; just more like, you know, these are these are characters who are like Paul Bunyan esque, like those legendary, yeah. you know, figures that we have in history that aren't real, but you you know, they're like stories. Um, there's Redcoat who we will be introduced to in a the the volume one special annual thing that we talked mm-hmm. about a little earlier. Cool. Uh, we'll learn about Redcoat. Um, there's the Northerner. There's the monster, Junkyard Joe, who appears in this issue and dies. Uh, there's American Widow X, uh, the first ghost, and Geiger. So the monster. Is that Hitler? <laughs> I don't think so. Because <laughs> they show like a Nazi mausoleum or something, and it makes me think, eh, it could be Hitler. He is the monster. He is a monster. I think the idea is that that's when the character existed, like during that period of time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He fought in World War II or whatever. Yeah. Like, that's the thing, like, at the beginning of the issue is like all these characters were involved in some conflict. Like, the Red Coat obviously was in the Revolutionary War and stuff, right? So, mm. um, I don't know. Uh, um, there's a lot of cool ideas there. Immediately, uh, there's like provocative imagery of like uh, what what um, John Byrne and uh, Mignola were doing in Hellboy with the Nazi stuff because you can make some real neat Nazi monsters. Yeah, I'm into that if if uh, that's the route they're gonna go. I I love this concept. I think this is great, and I wonder if when Jeff Johns first came up with Geiger, like was Geiger one of them already? Like, did he already have that all pieced mm. together? Or I, w- yeah. I would love to know how that came about. I think this is brilliant. I love that he created a, you know, a, sh- a universe, a shared universe, out of this one character. When Geiger was first announced, we had no idea this was going to be a thing. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, um, I'm really excited to see where it goes. I don't want this to end. Like I know we have the giant size coming up or whatever, but I really want to see more. Yeah, I I think uh, to the fact that he ties it into like uh, legend characters, legendary characters. I like that this is uh, conceptually him creating his own post Americana legendary 
like characters, his own sort of myths post this, and it's grounded within the reality that he builds out. So I think that that's going to be super cool to see fleshed out. Yeah, I agree. Love the little small moment when Joe's dying and there's the, the panel. There's, this is a brilliant paneling, by the way. Like this was so expertly done. There's him getting, you know, stabbed in the chest by Geiger, him on his knees, then him falling down in these four uh, sequential panels. Um, there's, he falls down. You see him on his side. You see just his head with his green eyes, you know, um, lit up. And then the next panel is a man saying, Joe, is that really you? We have no idea who that yeah. is. Someone important to Joe. But this is Joe's last thought. This is his dying thought. And the fact that he has thoughts says he's not simply a robot. You know, he has memories. Um, I think that that's so cool especially with the idea that we might get to see this character more through flashbacks or his own series or whatever. And then the next panel is his eyes have gone out and he has died. Yeah. yeah. So good. I'm yeah. assuming, I'm assuming that's his creator. Uh, in the, in the few, like a page or two before they mentioned, Oh, are the stories about his creator true? And for mm. him to have that as his last thought, I think is, uh, it makes sense pretty poetic so i i, I think I, I like that moment it was a really good moment good 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 shout john that's just really effective storytelling a single yeah. panel that's all it took to get yeah. all the backstory on this character to make you feel something for him mm -hmm. and you know say whatever you will about jeff johns my man can tell stories and um, yep. i just thought this was a phenomenal issue i care so much more about geiger i care so much more about this world you know, whatever doubts I had and concerns I had around issue four, three and four, um, they've evaporated and I'm on board. Nice. nice verb choice. Yeah. Huh? Uh, definitely my, definitely my uh, book of the week. Uh, let's talk about Spawn. Okay. Spawn three, Spawn. <laughs> 321, Todd McFarlane doing the scripting, uh, unfortunately, uh, with <laughs> Carlo Barbary doing the art for the main story, and then Thomas Natchlik doing the art for the uh, medieval spawn story. Uh, Tom Orzachowski did the letters, and uh, J. David Ramos did the main story colors, and Andrew Dollhouse did the medieval spawn colors. Uh, so I have been on record as really enjoying the spawn books lately, especially King Spawn, which we did last week. That was really great. Uh, and I have said that the art in these books has been exceptional and the script is not great, but it doesn't drag the book down to the point of being bad. This is the first issue that I thought actually the script did drag the book down to the point of being bad. I thought that unfortunately Todd's script was just, just not good this time around. Yeah. I, I thought this sucked. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, this is like an issue that's meant to be kind of expository because we're trying to figure out how we got here and like it moves at a snail's pace and it takes detours and the dialogue is long and clunky and like a lot of spawn is what he says is filled with expletives that i guess it's meant to like enhance the sentence or whatever but it feels shoehorned kind of yeah I don't know, man. That was rough. 
I have a question for you guys, oh, and okay. um, I mean that sincerely. Like, where's uh, where's Medieval Spawn? <laughs> you guys know where he is? Because uh, I read seven pages of that question. Oh, but, you uh, said you meant it sincerely. Yeah, where where is he? Because I don't like I, seven pages in, he's asking the same question. I still don't know where he was. Ask you Todd would, McFarlane. You want to know? It's a good example of of bad scripting. Here is when Spawn. <laughs> Asks all the questions out loud that the reader is meant to ask, yeah. and it's like three giant word balloons. Oh boy, that was a lot. Like the that's a stylistic choice. I don't know if it worked. Like you could have either cut down the text or just added, you know, a few more like a few more bubbles to space that out. Um, that was a lot. All at once. All at once, and like every character has at least one or two. Spawn is borderline not borderline he's annoying he's straight up annoying in this issue he's, yeah. he comes across like a baby mm-hmm. and i just don't spawn is like a brooding you know monstrous guy but he's not childish like he really just came across as overly emotional and sensitive and it was just it was very very odd and this isn't the first issue of spawn that i'm reading I've not felt this way about the character at any other time. This felt like a shift in personality. And then uh, just like, he's like yelling at those two other people. And then he's like, I'm going away. And then he goes to the room. And then like, we just get these expository word, bu- like balloons where it's like, Spawn went to review files in the other room. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, I could see that, I guess. And even like, the 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 idea that it, like the narrative the narration says with that spawn spins and walks away <laughs> spawn spins what <laughs> like <laughs> I didn't even want to think that I want to think spawn vanishes into a puff of smoke and appears where he's going I don't want to think about him just turning and walking away like your boss does after they've chewed you out for a mistake you made at work. Yeah, it makes him look like a mid-level manager. Yeah, that was <laughs> terrible. Um, one thing I will say, Sean, tell me if you disagree, but I think Mark vaguely looks like Marco. Um, I disagree. Uh, I don't have that anime here. Oh, wait, I think wait. you think that because Mark and Marco are Spanish. Is Mark Spanish? I actually didn't know that. <laughs> I have no idea, but he could be. Okay. <laughs> What's the glasses? He's got a little goatee. He's got big hair. Marco's got big hair. But he's got anime hair. Yeah, but that's stylish. You know, it's stylized. I like anime. And Marco likes anime. <laughs> and both your names start with M. That's well, the N R N C. Oh, yeah. That's the premise that we're going with. Marcus Marco. That's crazy, guys. How did I get in this book? <laughs> you got chewed out, buddy. <laughs> you got shit on. You got shit on big time. Spawn. It's okay. You got a nice medieval spawn helmet. That's true. And you know what? Uh, I wear it well. Yeah. For me, other than Carlo Barbary's art, uh, there wasn't much to enjoy here, unfortunately. Um, I just couldn't really vibe with this issue. Even the part with that that like weird guy that had bugs crawling on him. Well, yeah, you know, man. That felt um, like such a detour for no real reason. He just wants files. He's like, I want your files, Paul. Where'd you hide them? They're My in files. Pittsburgh. 
Where's Medieval Spawn? <laughs> like, I don't even like the idea that, that Spawn goes to Pittsburgh. Like, <laughs> Spawn should never appear in Pittsburgh. That's- like, that that one panel where, or the page rather, where Spawn is like, you know, doing the brood perch on the roof of a building in a regular town yeah. in middle America. Like, what the hell? It- never, never should I see Spawn that way. That sounds like a newspaper comic strip where it's like Spawn goes to Pittsburgh. <laughs> He's like, fuck these pierogies. <laughs> Spawn spun and walked away. Oh my he stormed God. Off. He stormed off because he didn't like pierogies. <laughs> like Spawn's going to Pittsburgh for files. Don't you have people <laughs> for that? Don't you have other means of like acquiring information he could literally control people's minds right like that's what he he suggests here yeah why do you need the files just ask the motherfucker what's in them like <laughs> make him <laughs> tell you i don't i don't know this is odd yeah um i gotta go to the steel city <laughs> <laughs> there are some files there for me I'm needed in Milwaukee. <laughs> I have a meeting with Giannis. Maybe I'll catch a Bucks game. <laughs> Get some cheese. I gotta go to Wisconsin. <laughs> oh my god. Detroit's calling my name. I'm needed in Phoenix. <laughs> There are some files in Phoenix. What if that's the arc? He's just got to go to a bunch of smaller cities to get like files. Files. Oh my god, that's funny. I love it. No villains. No violator. No Malbolgia. Just files. Just, just files. And he just stops and does what's like the city is known for: Motown music in Detroit. <laughs> awesome. Gonna buy a car here. Oh man. Um. I also need to point out how like ham fisted and just frankly overdone this whole like subplot with Paul and that woman. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't give a shit about Paul. Don't know him. I don't know if he's a, I don't think he's a character, but if he is like fine, but the fact that spawn sees this whole backstory where this guy's not only a, 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 a pedophile or whatever, but he's a, he's a rapist he's an abuser this dude is everything possibly bad yeah and they just get like it's just too much detail too much i feel like you could have sold us on what he is or what he's done to her in a more subtle way and even if, it, if it's not going to be subtle then it needs to be done with grace and i think this was just ham-fisted and kind of like just too much it, it didn't work for yeah me. you know my in my head when you say that like i think of geiger where we get one panel that gives you the backstory on, right. on Junkyard Joe. And just just imagine, in contrast, if it was just a single panel where you see like a girl in the basement. That tells you everything you need to know. Yeah, it, it absolutely did. That, that was it for me. I was like, oh, fuck. Okay. Yeah. And then you spun out into this whole history about her. And I, it, I don't know if it was relevant, but I didn't... You can do that just having said at the bottom in the dark corner huddles an unimaginable harbor done that's it i, that's, I know exactly yep. what's going on yep. she's got a fucking baby in her arms like obviously that's paul's child right and she's tattered yeah she's she's tattered she clearly like stays there because she's not in 
like formal wear and she's also not in her underwear she's in like clothes that she's chilling in um not that she has an assortment of clothes but those just don't look like the clothes you would have on if you just got captured the other day um tells you everything you know yeah it's perfect i don't need to see him unzipping his pants and like okay please todd relax yeah it's Um, it's it's excessive and then the image of 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 Spawn's dead wife with bruises because I guess it's a part of his backstory that he beat her at some point. Like, what in the hell? <laughs> what is going on? Uh, I did like Spawn subduing the dog, so that was all right. Yeah, yeah, that's I did fine. Enjoy that. Yeah. Um, but then the issue just ends. <laughs> it does. It just ends. What happened? I don't know. And it's just like Mark is medieval spawn. I'm gonna go be medieval spawn now. <laughs> See ya. Right. It pivots into the, the the medieval spawn story, which is first of all, like that's that I thought that was a different spawn. I was like, wait, what spawn is this? Just because they look so different. That looks like that looks like someone wearing a spawn costume at New York Comic Con. That's like yeah. the best spawn costume at New York Comic Con. <laughs> Whereas in the actual rest of the issue, that's like a cool spawn. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, Mark just being medieval spawn, like what? Okay. I, I thought that the, the pages, I'm like, oh, that's so weird. Because you know how we have like those news articles randomly in a page? Yeah. So I thought this was like, oh, this must be like a magazine talking about medieval spawn or some shit. So I'm like, okay, I guess I'll read through these. And then I get to the image, the, the last page of an image book. I'm like, what the fuck just happened? What did I miss? Like, are we missing pages here? Nope. It just cuts. Ends. Yeah. That, that really, uh, that really jarring. just was jarring. Yeah. Um, I really want to like this book a ton and I've, I've enjoyed the uh, prior issues, but this was just hard to get through. Um, yeah. And, you know, Normally, I might say like, "Oh, well, at least the art's tremendous, and it's it's pretty good." But it doesn't it doesn't overcome this story here. Uh, this was just a miss, and I can't wait for the rest of the Spawn line to launch, and we can see more stuff like King Spawn that was written by uh, I think it was Sean Lewis. Uh, I want more stuff like that. This kind of felt like a Rob Liefeld story <laughs> from like the nineties. I mean, Todd McFarlane's never been known for his for his writing, so I'm not surprised. It's just unfortunate. Like this was always going to happen. This 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 book was always going to get railroaded by Todd just not being the best writer, um, and it, we finally hit that point. So, Ugh, not great, not great, not great at all. I would definitely say uh, uh, pass on this book if you. Unless you're just really invested in Spawn, you you don't even need to read this issue for the story at large. And that's probably the most offensive part. This issue is entirely skippable. There's absolutely nothing that happens here that you need to see. Yep. You could read a summary somewhere or honestly, just listening to us talk about it should be enough. Yeah. You know everything that happens. Spawn argues with his people and he finds Paul, who is a, just a, an awful human being, and then he and then Spawn freaks out, and the issue ends, and we don't even know what the freak out like really was. Um, but that's it. Let us know your thoughts about these two books or anything that you read this week. If there are books that you want us to read for the show, uh, write in with those, and we will happily do so. Uh, follow, leave us a rating, a review, wherever you're listening. 
And for YouTube, like, comment, subscribe, share the video, let your friends know that we're doing this and you enjoy it. Um, remember that we have a main show that drops every single Monday where we're talking about the characters you love and all the places you find them and the news surrounding them. Uh, that's a fun time. And then our reviews for Marvel, DC, etc. books are always on Thursdays. With all that being said, we will see you guys next week. Thanks again to Image and uh, take care, guys. See you next week. Bye.